Open up your ears and open up your mind They'll reach into your throat and pull out your spine And when the sun blows up and the earth is gone They'll still experience grind with Kyle that and Sean That off that third one every time because I'm like stuttering Yep, that's exactly what happened every time And I'm like, man, I wish I could reach through the screen and just flick you in the balls <laughs> You're on a ball flicking crusade today well, the thing is, is everybody that's listening couldn't hear me talk about flicking a nutsack off air. Yeah. So I had to work it into this. Um, and I'm glad that I did. Glad I just drooled all over myself. That's hot. <laughs> that is so hot. Sean, stroke live on air. Let's go. Yeah. How are you feeling right now? <laughs> Yo, I just no. know. Girl, I don't know why I just started saying Nicole Richie, but I just drooled. <laughs> <laughs> Cole Richie, <laughs> that's that's a good one. I like that. Man, I that's have gonna no be idea. That's my new thing the... for drooling. I have Doesn't no matter. idea. Nicole Richie on yourself. Yeah. <laughs> She's not even known for drooling. Oh, no, it's because I was just saying, that's hot. Oh, that's not even her, though. That, yeah, that's Paris's catchphrase. It doesn't matter. They're the same thing. That's hot. But Nicole Richie and yourself works better than Paris Hilton and yeah. yourself. And I don't think Nicole Richie ever had a sex tape released. Uh, she was famous shrug. enough. Do you think either Linus one of them has the mange? The mange? Like, yeah. I don't know. Is that a dog thing? That is a dog thing. Yeah. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't think humans can get it. Well, that's kind Much of like, disappointing. Like, fleas also, like, really generally don't like you as a human. Like, they don't like the taste of us. So if they're eating you, that's because you got a, a hardcore infestation. Yeah. Have you ever, like, sat down and thought about it and, like, thought about how insulting that is that not even a flea will eat you? No, I have, I'm very pleased with that, actually. Oh. Uh, well. I... I I hate insects for the most part, so... Sure. I think I have that thing, though. Uh, my breath tastes sweeter to mosquitoes, because that's how they find people. It's through CO2 exhalation. And uh, some people, like, their genetic disposition gives their breath a sweeter smell to mosquitoes. So, like, they're attacked more, and I'm one of those, man. I get swarmed by those bastards. I hate keep those going. There's sirens. <laughs> oh, oh, I see him now. I could have. Uh, it's because of the daylight savings times. I'm clued into the visual clue of mm. when the sirens come. Yeah, uh, that's my trick during the summer is just not breathing. When you're outside, you just yeah. hold your breath. <laughs> yeah, I just hold my breath whenever I'm outside. I'm like, nah. Okay, would you would you rather be stuck in a? Uh, I'm gonna do this real quick because I think it's yeah. your week, anyways. Would you rather be stuck in a box full of insects mm-hmm. or have a uh, like a Chucky-esque style doll running around your house, but but the doll will never attack you, but it will be sneaking oh. around the corners and trying to scare you? Knowing that the doll will never attack me, I got to go with the doll, man. Okay. Because at the end of it, that sounds kind of cool, really. Like, that's just a little bro that, like, because <laughs> if he's just scaring me and then it's just like, we'll both be like, ah, you got me. Uh, We're like, oh, I see time. you. I see you. I said, I got you this time, you know, so. Okay. Yeah, man. Fuck, fuck insects, especially. I don't know. Uh, do you, we both have the ADHD hyper-focus trait. Has yours ever hyper-focused on, like, all the different ways people have been tortured and killed throughout history and how horrible we are as humans? You can't say that it has. Yeah. There's <laughs> yeah. a terrible the Romans used to do <laughs> where they would, like, they just tie you to a boat on, like, an actual lake. And they, f- they just feed you, force-feed you milk and honey until, like, your belly is, like, bloated. And then they push you out into the middle of the fucking lake. That's how And then you just proceed to like shit yourself and vomit. And, uh, it attracts all these insects and they just do that to you every day until you die from the insects, like crawling into you. That's terrible. really terrible. And yeah. humans I... are awful. <laughs> yeah. We're pretty terrible. That's true. The things, the things that we do to each other. 
I tell you. What do you get when you fall in love? Uh, you know what I fell in love with, Sean? And all the mosquitoes. Week. What's up? I fell in love this week. Yeah? With uh, someone I think you've actually been pretty sweet on for a while. Mm, go on. A little redheaded lady called YouTube Premium. Oh, dude, I was going to bring this up and ask you about yeah. this. Dude. Yeah. Dude, I, I'll tell you what. I, I like how you were very cagey up until I said YouTube Premium. Like, you had no idea where that was going. I had no idea. Dude, <laughs> I, I I love YouTube Premium so much that I forget oh that God. I have it. And then I will get an email saying that my card was charged. I'm like, what the fuck was my card charged for? And it's always something. It says Google. I was charged sure, by Google, yeah. right? Or Alphabet. I, Does it say Alphabet? No, it says Google. It says Google. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And I always forget that YouTube's owned by Google. Mm-hmm. And it takes me forever to realize, oh, I just got charged for another month of premium. Okay. No big deal. So that's what I was going to ask you. You do, you do the monthly? Because I, I just said, fuck it. I did You're the smart. yearly. I just, I jumped right off. I said, F-, they, I think they gave me an extra uh, 20% off. Oh, that's smart. I should and probably I, yeah. just do that. It's great, dude, because now I don't even fucking worry about it. I don't care about it. It's not like you you have that thing that happens every month. I don't I even put in I was smart. I opened my phone calendar. I went one year ahead and I said, YouTube expires today. Yeah, I put that bitch in there so that I'll know the day. I actually did it the day before. So I know the day before smart because that's what the smart boys do. Y'all. But yeah, yeah, man, I'm already like within. Two hours, I was like, why did I not do this forever ago? It's, Dude, for real. With the amount as that I as, know uh, that you use YouTube. Yeah. The fact that like now I can just shut my phone screen off, YouTube keeps playing without ads. Oh my God, Sean, I watch so much YouTube on my phone. Yeah, dude, I have YouTube going like I'll have an earbud in at work and I'm just listening to like clock tower games or something. Mm-hmm. Being able to have an earbud in, turn off my phone, and have it playing with the screen off. Yep. Game-changing. It's worth it for that alone, but not having ads, bro. Dude, fuck. It's so fuck. Uh, it, <clears throat> I, they, they finally cracked down, man. They've been increasing and ratcheting it up, and uh, I'd, been fl- I'd been fighting it for a while. I was like, no, nah, I'll fucking update this browser, whatever. I was skirting around it, and then it just, I was like, dude, what the fuck am I doing? Why oh, am I jump ads? Yeah, just to get away from the ads. I was like, just fucking pay for it. You pay for Hulu without ads. You pay for everything else without ads. Mm-hmm. Just fucking do it. You watch more YouTube than anything, idiot. So I did it. And again, smartest move ever. If you watch YouTube at all, just do it, everybody. <laughs> I have the YouTube app on my TV now. Yeah. Just because dude. there's no commercials. Oh my god! Yeah, I got it's, rid of Spotify because I just use YouTube. Like, I might, it, I have Amazon Music, but I might do the same. Oh, I mean, Amazon Music's part of your Prime, anyways. So, I mean, that's I smart. I, I just it, keep forgetting that that's a thing. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to be honest, it's really convenient, and they have literally everything that Spotify has. There's been one album that I found on Spotify that is not on Amazon Music, and. It's this nice. really, really tiny niche band that I just don't think check the box to have their shit go to Amazon Music. I really think that's it. Leftover crack? No, I don't oh. know. <laughs> Leftover crack. <laughs> so, yeah. I love that band. <laughs> uh, no, what is the band? Oh, that's funny. Why did I fucking... I have no idea. I don't but, know. Dude... I don't either. It was... It Shane made, showed him to me. So. It made no sense for me to be paying. Fucking hell. How much was I paying? It's 10, 15 bucks a month for Spotify for the yeah. one album that I listen to all the time. You know, <laughs> like I don't even yeah. use it for podcasts. So YouTube, man. I still, yeah. <clears throat> YouTube, might, it, it might move me that way. Um I don't know, I do just like, but I mean, I could just make a playlist there too. You can, I have so many playlists. It's, oh my. Oh. I feel bad. I feel worried. It might become a central part of my life now. 
So. Hey, that's fine. Uh, speaking of YouTube, are you caught up on Taskmaster? No, uh, I'm much farther behind because Mandy and I are working our way through the seasons still. Oh, um, I feel like everybody's doing that right now, which yeah. I love. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I, I want to because uh, I know who's on it. I'm super hyped for everybody. It looks like a fantastic season. I love that they're doing it live this year. That's a huge like commitment from them and Alex to like they're bringing that shit to YouTube like the day after it airs in the UK oh, now. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, every, it's, it's every literally Friday coming out weekly. Yeah, it's coming out weekly now. Yep. Instead of you used to have, to, we would have to wait. It's a huge, like number one. That I think it also shows, like to me, that shows is how massive internationally that show has grown over mm-hmm. like the last five years, and they've got to see it too. That like, hey, look, all these people in America are watching this. They've watched like so much of this. We need to be putting it out. Like as it happens, so that people are up to date, because yeah, there's an audience here, and fucking a man, kudos. I mean, it's it's almost silly to not do that, considering, mm-hmm. like you said, this is the first season that's doing this. Um, and last season we watched it weekly, but we had to go on YouTube and find some freaking spoof uploader, uh, whatever uploader that yeah, you know, and. Within a day or two, you could always find six different uh, uh, YouTubes of the episode you're looking for. So, like, why not just put it on the YouTube anyways and generate all of the uh, all of the clicks to your official one? You know, yeah, people are already going on YouTube and seeing it anyways. Exactly, and it's not like you know they didn't negotiate some weird shit with like Hulu. It's all been like at least. And I have to, in America, it's all been an incredible viral growth. And it's been so effective that I've I've seen some of those comedians uh, have been doing tours over here. I would have gone to see uh, the short-haired blonde guy with the wonky eye. Uh, No fucking idea who you're talking about. He reminds me of you a lot, to be honest with you. He's a good guy. He's a good chap. I love him. (laughs) He's my favorite character. You just described him? (laughs) Well... You don't have the wonk. What guy, season? Though. And he, ah, uh, season six. Ugh. Russell, Russell. Dude, I I've watched each season like three times in the last year. Russell Wilson. Russell no, Howard. Howard. Russell Howard. Russell Howard. Show me Russ a picture. Howard. I am. I'm getting ready to. I'm pulling up a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I love that guy. Yeah, like Russ, he was literally, <laughs> I was he was in, in my head. Raleigh like a couple months ago, but we were out of town like the weekend he was here. Oh, what? And I would have loved to have seen Russ Howard, man. Okay. But like, again, you know, he's coming over here because I have to imagine there's been tons of like growth and all that shit that they're seeing from that channel. Because again, they didn't go to YouTube or Hulu or whatever. Yeah. Alex is just like, yo, I own this show. I'm putting it on the YouTube. <laughs> Fuck yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. That's smart, dude. That's so smart. Did you see um, they're going to be doing a Taskmaster Kids? That's awesome. Yeah. Like, I feel weird saying I'm excited to watch a bunch of kids do uh, a bunch of tasks, but I'm going to watch. I want all of the Taskmaster content that I can get. Mm-hmm. Like, it's uh, load me the fuck would, up, man. Those kid shows are pretty popular they have like that master chef kids which i know a lot of people like freaking slaps i and people dig it i don't care about that i will watch kids try to do tasks though Mm -hmm. because the 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 best part about it for real we've talked about it thousands of times we're huge taskmaster ultra fans here is just all the different ways everybody solves the same task yes and like everybody will surprise you it's not always the same guy that like breaks it in whatever way it'll be like the weird quirky girl this time it's like well wait why wouldn't i just do this and i I just love the shit and when they surprise you i love how Ah. every season there's always that one person that's trying to either is minimal effort or is just trying to skirt the rules yeah completely and it'll like go back to there in front of greg and and Alex, and they're like, well, look it up. 
is is that the definition of throw? What's the definition of oh, throw? Yeah. You remember when that they one? Get like, uh, do all that shit. I love every time when they like they, and that's the brilliant part about it. There's no set defined rules. Greg makes the final decision in everything. It's beautiful. Like there's mm-hmm. not, you can game his ego or whatever if you feel like it. And some days it works on him, and some days he's like, nah, fuck you. I'm mm-hmm. not doing that. I love all of it, man. It's it's such a unique iconic show i'm glad it's getting its love glad to see it expose everybody to it one of my favorite things that i've noticed in these last seasons sean is that one of my favorite contestants ever on the show mr tim keen from season one he if you ever watch the credits he is now like a task consultant he like helps alex construct almost all of the tasks oh that's cool yeah, because Tim was like one of the he was like breaking him like early on and being a real shit. And so like I think Alex also brings him in so that he can like there he's all right, now how would you break this, Tim? And he's like, mm-hmm. Oh, well, I do this and this, and yeah, I just love it. Hmm. Ah. Interesting. Have you listened to any of the podcasts? I have not, and I want to now. You should. There's two yeah. that I will link you to. Okay. Uh, and they're amazing. Uh and Ed Campbell does one of them, and I think uh, I don't remember who does the other one. It, it's somebody. It's someone from the last season is okay. doing it. The old lady, but doesn't really matter. I love Ed Gamble though. Ed Gamble's freaking awesome. He's got so much damn charisma. I know Everybody he could get does. you to suck your own toes. <laughs> I have no idea what that even means. He could get you to suck your toes. Eat the cheese out of your toes. Oh, toe cheese. <laughs> never seen it. I've never seen it either. I guess either. it's a thing. I guess we're just not nasty fuckos. Right? I shower. Do you You're wash them between fucko? your toes every time? Fuck no. You don't? I do. Like, I don't. Okay. I don't. I don't mentally do it, but. I guess my fingers go between my toes, yeah. but it's always, not a conscious I pull, effort. I pull up the the foot, and with the alternate hand, I like go from the heel, and I go up and go in between each toe real quick with a soapy hand. Woof, woof, that's it. <laughs> but I hit them every time. Just a quick insert, in, out. You got, quick I goal. mean, get them with some soap. You're standing in the shower, so you're doing pretty good. Yeah, you got to yeah. get soap on that stuff. People are gross. Good old any outy. As the kids uh, like to say, the old, you give me the old and out. Yeah, the old any outy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what else? Um, I played uh the shit out of Star Ocean. Yeah, the remake. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. You just picked that up for PlayStation, right? PlayStation Five got a physical copy. Mm, went okay. to the store. Okay. Um, I it's a remake of uh. PlayStation 1 RPG, which I'm a huge sucker for. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I loved Star Ocean, the second story. As a kid, uh, <clears throat> super hard RPG, I remember. I'm having a much better go of it now. Like I said, I already broke the game like six hours in. Tell me about that. I, so there's like... Uh, Star Ocean's kind of crazy. There's like all these skills that you can like learn and master. And then... Each of those skills can like apply to sub skills. Like there's cooking, but then cooking can be not only influenced by like cooking, but also like if you learn biology, you'll you're get better at cooking because you know meat better and like shit like that. So like one of these okay. categories you can eventually unlock if you go that route is uh, one called pickpocket, and like uh, you can pickpocket. You have three chances to steal like three items from any NPC in the game, like they all have a set of items. And there's this one dude in one of the early towns that has a uh, item called the gift box, which in of itself is a unique item because it can spawn uh, when you open it, it can literally spawn any three random items from the game at any point outside of like the best sword, but it can spawn the second best sword in the game, which is what, you, you want it to do. So you basically, you just, you save scums to, to you steal it from him because you got a 10% chance. You get that. Then you go save again, save scum, and just open it. See if you get the sword you want. Don't get it. 
reload the save, open it again, because it's three different items every time it opens. You only get to open it once, though, so. How long did it take you to get it? Really, I mean, because it's PS5 SSD loading, dude, I've maybe, like, seven minutes listening to a podcast. Yeah. But, well, how I many mean, tries would you I, say? I'd say you? probably, like, maybe 50-ish. Damn. And th- there were a couple that, like, I got better swords. So, like, I got... So I would, like, make a different save file. I was like, all right, I'm going to try this for a little bit if I don't get this damn sword. I was like, at least I've got, like, one of these files where I have a way better sword than I do now. It's not the best right. one, but they're, they're good enough. I'm not going to fucking spend hours doing this. But, yeah, it happened pretty easily for me, so. That's and now I've just been uh, pretty pretty easily cruising through the game. What's crazy is that it, it's still not one-hit kill on a lot of things. Which either means I'm still very weak, which I don't think, because I've been grinding my ass off. You're a weakling, Mr. Grinch. But yeah, so enjoying that. And I've also, uh, when I'm not playing that, I'm spending my time uh, falling deeply in love with Slay the Spire. Yeah, uh, nice. How how much further have you uh, dove, dive, divin into that uh, spire? I've gotten to the last boss of the climb a couple times like the top floor um but i've not beaten it yet and then i know just so like i've got to that dog guy a couple times that like respawns after you kill him with its sword in its mouth yeah yeah and then there was another one i got to once but he actually kind of just kicked my ass pretty quick and i wasn't really (laughs) that was one where like i didn't even i wasn't trying to get there Mm-hmm. And then when I did get there by like accident, I was way not prepared to actually yeah. do that fight. So it went really quickly, not in my favor. Uh, but I, I can't remember who he was. But uh, I've not actually gotten there. And I know just like I was going to say through my research that there's a level or a couple boss fights after it, like called the heart. Yeah, you can hit the heart. There's the donuts. Yeah. There's a bunch of different things that are still like you'll be playing for a while and think yeah. that you've seen everything. And then all of a sudden, hey, surprise, you ha- you didn't see everything. Well, and I fucked up. I didn't know this till uh, somebody said it on a Reddit thread, but like, uh, and as soon as they said it, I was like, oh, of course, that's why they, it's even in the fucking game. But like one of the first things you want to start doing is taking out just your generic strike and defense cards. Yes. Get them the fuck out of there. But I was running all the way to the end of the game with those like every time and just overload myself with all kinds of worthless bullshit. So Mm. uh, now that I've I've started doing that, like the last couple of days, runs are going even better. So plus, you know, as you do it, you do unlock more. It is a roguelike. And uh, yep, that's always the fun part, too, is like, what's that next part? I like that it doesn't force you to like save up and choose what to spend it on like a lot of them have like all this dumb little bullshit that you can invest tons of money in like uh what's that one rogue legacy i'm like yep there's like you know there's 10 different things with 10 different levels that you can invest your gold into and you have to keep saving it up whereas Don't. this one is just like your gold is accumulative whatever you earn on that character gets saved and it's just a progression till you unlock the next set of things with them i love that don't give me this like between death, like you're unlocking a bunch of stuff that will, you know, what you choose is going to affect how your game is going forward. Like, man, in between deaths and Rogue Legacy, I think is what drives me to not play Rogue Legacy. I don't yeah. want to have to make them choices. Just let me start playing a game. <clears throat> I know. I'm, I'm with you. And it's it, it gets even worse because not only do you have to make that choice, but then like. Well, then you start again and you had all this gold that you were like trying to save up. And then your your next starting roll is a completely fucked roll. And now you've you're going to lose so much more progression when you could have like put a Let little of this something. miniature dude with my controls uh. inverted because everybody wants to play a fucking game like that. Uh. No, nobody does. Yeah. Stacey. It's funny and quirky like the first time. And then you should be able to like breed that out of there. I don't yeah. want to do that. It's It's never a good time. 
I don't, yeah. I don't even know why I got Rogue Legacy 2. Like, I didn't the even second have one? that much fun with the first one, yeah. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't pick up the second one. I liked the first one a lot, and I played it a lot, but then it also, I hit a real hard wall with it, and I was like, ah. Yeah. Not going back. That, it's, that's absolutely one of those genres that I think it took me too long to realize. Eh, not for me. True. Yeah, like how I did with uh, computer RPGs. Yeah. I was just like, yeah, I'm not going to do these. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm generally, like, I like a lot of them. I can get suckered even even worse if it's a 2D Metroidvania style. Like, uh, there's one that I, I do enjoy, but same thing, like, it's, it's too much, man. Even much. those are hit or miss. Like, it has to be yeah. really good. And I don't mm-hmm. even care about... I don't even care about the story of a Metroidvania at all. Make the visuals look good. Make the gameplay tight. And don't make it feel like I'm in the same goddamn corridor for yep. six hours straight. Make it fun to explore. It's, it's yeah. a three three potion key to success. It's so easy. We could do it, Sean. We should do it. Never. We should do it. We should. I would be into. No, it'd be fun. A Mega Man Metroidvania. And I think there's something like that. But it doesn't have Mega Man. I want it to be Mega Man. I want to be going through this gigantic, this gigantic, wow, this guy, I can't talk, this gigantic robot facility. And you're going down these hallways. They're all sterilized. It's clean. It looks crisp. There's robots everywhere. And in each sector, each wing, of this gigantic robot facility. There's a different robot master that you need to take out to open up different parts of the facility. It's so beautifully, like, why is Mega Man not a Metroidvania? What the fuck? It would work so perfectly. Each area would be themed to the fucking boss. Yeah, I think, like I said, I think there is actually a Metroidvania Mega Man, but it's not with Mega Man. It's with... yeah. One of those other weird ass characters that I don't give a fuck about, and I'm not. Oh, going so to it buy is a Capcom it. one though. Let me. See. I'm gonna look this up. I I will. Yeah. Is it like Tronbon? Because I'm into I that. No, Mega Mega Man Metroid. Is it Base or Rush? No. All right. Here's a here's a Reddit feed from a year ago. Metroid nice. uh, Mega Man Metroidvania. Does one exist? Uh, it's been in development forever, and who knows if it'll release. But keep an eye on Metro, uh, Mega Man X Corrupted. Interesting. Okay. Um, Mega Man ZX and ZX Advent were Mega Man's shot at Metroidvania. Uh, they are decent, but they're my favorite, my least favorite in the franchise. Okay, so Mega Man ZX were the ZX? Metroidvania ones. Okay. I'm going to try those out, man. I'm sure we can get them on an emulator for the copies we physically own. Yeah, yeah. And even <laughs> then, I think uh, I think I own one of the ZX Legacy collections because that's totally oh, no one shit. of the Mega Man um, Legacy collections that came out. Well, goddamn. Okay. Well, yeah, buddy. Wink. I think we might have a game to talk about in the near future, bud. <sighs> We'll it's see. Not, it doesn't have Mega Man in it. But, like, is it, like, a Mega Man type? Like... Yeah. It's Mega Man meets... I don't know. I haven't played it. I'm going to look it up <laughs> after we get off here. What a what a knob. I type in Mega Man, and uh, ZX is the first thing that comes up. But, yeah, there is a... Is listening. They are from the DS. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. I have a DS. Well, I have a 3DS. So, you have a 3DS. I have a 3DS too. I got like the little cute one. The yeah, the 3DS that's what I've got. plus or oh. new 3DS. The the one that's like a 2D like wedge. No. Oh okay. It, it was the one that had the not the nub on it that like oh. only three games were made for. Nice. Yeah yeah. yeah. Um. I wished I would have got that one. Yeah. It is set over 200 years after the events of Mega Man Zero series and follows on individ- focuses on individuals called Mega Men. Dear <laughs> fucking God. See? 
I knew it was Mega Man. <laughs> Fucking stupid. <laughs> Jesus. Have Have you played uh, 20XX and 30XX? Mm-mm. I recommend those. Those are like uh, new series, games that but... came out over the last couple of years, and they're basically uh, Mega Man games. Are they in the X series? No. It, it doesn't oh. even have Mega Man in it. It's What's like, the name uh, of it? It's 20XX and 30XX. So okay. imagine like year 2000 yeah. XX. It, so it's basically uh, a nod to every Mega Man game. When it says a year in it, it always says 20XX yeah. or some year with an X in there. I love it. All right. I've got those uh, highlighted and Mega Man ZX. I'm going to check all this shit out because for the most part, buddy, you and I have incredibly similar taste in uh, music, movies, and video games. Yeah. It's not a mystery, Sean. No? No. Unlike this movie. But if it was a mystery, it'd be this movie. (laughs) Look at that. You knew where I was going with it. Of course. Of course, it was random, which meant, oh, it, this is tying Segway. into the movie. <laughs> segway, bitch. <laughs> hey, bitch, it's a Segway. Man, I got to say, I as much as I uh, hate everything going on to streaming right away, considering I don't have, like, any of the services. Any of them? Yeah. Yeah. It is very nice that these movies are ending up on streaming almost right away. So that all of these movies that I'm seeing in theaters, you can then see. I would have gone to see this one theaters. Uh, The problem is also with them coming straight to streaming out of like they don't stay in theaters very long anymore. This bad boy was in theaters for like a month and a half, Kyle. Was it? You had 45 fucking days to see this movie. I guess so. so. (laughs) Oh, man. I would have too. Honestly... We thought about going to see it and then like missed it for two weekends. And yeah. then we were like, we have to see it this weekend because I can't imagine it's going to be in there really any longer. <laughs> and then sure enough, a couple days later, it was gone. It was a uh, a real mystery how it stuck around for you that long. You already Use that. I know. It's terrible. You can't double dip on the mystery. (laughs) Um, I don't. Did we talk about this last time? Because I guess it really was a mystery to me until this time. Uh, I didn't know fucking Kenneth Branagh was directing these as well as starring in them. Holy fuck. He's done all three of these. Yeah. I. So. I really noticed at this last time when I was at the theaters and it popped up in big letters that he had directed and produced it. I was like, does he just, did he just get the rights to all of these films and he's just super hands-on with all of them? Which, if that's the case, Shiny Boy, holy fuck, that is awesome because what I have loved about all three of these movies is their consistency. Because they all feel in this universe they all have that same touch that same panache and i love it you feel it exactly in this one this feels exactly like murder on the nile and uh or murder on the orient express like they they feel cohesive it's Mm -hmm. a beautiful thing like so rarely do you get so many movies in the same universe that even feel like they're in the same universe yeah matrix reloaded does not feel like matrix one and it's made by the same fucking people. Yeah. It, it's nice that uh, each one of these movies, there's tendrils that are uh, really grabbing onto the other ones. Everything is interconnected and references each other. <coughs> um, there's, you know, you have... The eggs! The, uh, the eggs! You have Murder on the Orient Express that practically leads straight into death on the Nile with the, mm-hmm. uh, the scene at the very end of the movie saying that he's got to go to Egypt. And then after death on the Nile, he says that he wants to go to Venice and retire, which is exactly where this movie picks up. Yep. And, and we have I, a, 
we have an ending like that too. And we have an ending that leaves it open for another one. Beautiful. Let's go, boys. Let's I go. Thank you. So, like we just said, he this movie starts with him in Venice enjoying his retirement. He's got a uh I don't know if I would call him a bodyguard, but he's basically someone that's that's swatting away all of these folks that are lining up to get him to solve their cases. But that's going to be Vitali uh, Portfoglio, um, who I thought for this entire movie was uh, Benicio Del Toro. <laughs> really? Oh. Yeah, dude. They look fucking exactly the same. Eh, I guess it, as a Benicio fanboy, I knew immediately. But uh, I can definitely You knew see immediately it. that it wasn't him? Oh, yeah. Did you look I, at him? I, you're like, that's not Benicio. Well, that's why I had. I never at one point <laughs> thought it was Benicio. Let me say it like that. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, but again, a okay. huge Benicio fanboy. <clears throat> but I'm going to keep calling like, him Benicio just to piss you off. I mean, you're not going to. I don't know exactly what you're talking about. Okay. I, which You're only doing yourself a disservice because he has such a badass name, which is Ricardo Scarmaricio. <laughs> Scarmaccio. He's a Ricardo Scarmaccio. <laughs> Okay, so uh, the only thing that really gets him doing anything is when uh, you got Tina Fey popping Which, up. Boy, howdy. As, I love uh, me some Tina Fey. Ariadne. Ar- Ariadne? What a weird name. Ariadne, Ariadne. Oliver. Yeah, it's also weird because he, all- he calls her the authoress. Mm-hmm. Which is... Uh, just a weird thing to do, but it's also classically, and you had uh, gender everything back in the day. So sure, yeah, comedians and comedian actors and actress. She is an authoress, I guess. If there was going to be anybody that was going to genderify an author, it, it's going to be Hercule Poirot. You know, mm-hmm. he's just Mister Proper. Who who better to portray an American writer than an American writer? Tina Fey, bitches. It was at the end of the movie that I looked at Sarah and I went, is that Tina Fey? Really? Oh, <laughs> Legit. Much like, much like Benicio, uh, got a bit of a crush on Miss Tina Fey. Always oh. have. And so I didn't know she was in this movie, but as soon as she popped up, I was like, what the fuck? Oh, Let's go. Man. I, I recognized up, it the whole time. I perked up, but... Uh, I knew that was Michelle Yeoh, but yeah. Tina Fey, nope. Um, I'll come Anyways, back to the show, yo. She is a mystery writer. Basically, she's the type of person that is writing all the shit that Perot's doing. Like, yeah, the but, kind of stuff that he's solving, those are the kind of books that she's writing. Yeah, she basically did write Hercule Perot, and that that's what made Perot famous. Yes. Poirot. I, I always say it like H. Ross Perot, the fucking Texas guy that ran for, hey, hey, ran for president. But no, it's <laughs> Back Poirot. in like 96, right? Mm-hmm. That was him. Yes, H. Ross Perot. Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. He belongs on Beavis and Butthead. Uh, but yeah, Hercule Poirot. Uh, I did like that Tina Fey as the American at one point. She like grabs him and she calls him Hercule. Hercule. Mm-hmm. Loves it and probably pissed something. him off. But it's like, you know how to write him. Uh, spoiler alert. My one complaint with Tina Fey is that, of course, she was also playing Hercule. And, of course, he's going to figure it out and he's going to be upset. And she's not going to be coming back. Uh, yeah. I thought it would have been awesome if she became like his new little buddy crime solver. As as with all of these movies, I do enjoy the unwrapping of every character and the revealing of all of their the, their pieces in this gigantic cog, cog of a story. While we're on the subject of Tina Fey, I do want to say this, I think, is the least star-studded of a Poirot movie. D- not as many people that I know, for sure. There, there's Tina Fey, Michelle Yao, Kelly Riley. Um, there's one more I feel like I knew, but maybe it was just Kelly the, Rau- Riley. She's in a lot of stuff. Um, <laughs> she was the actress. Uh, what have I seen her in? She was in the Sherlock Holmes movies with 
But yeah. she's like, she plays that, uh, oh, True she's, Detective. That's what I really liked big. her in. She's not big. I'm saying I recognized her, but yeah. Oh, okay. Um, But that's what I'm saying. There wasn't a lot, there were a lot more uh, European actors this time. Mm-hmm. Of mm-hmm. lesser, no. Because like the, the main heartthrob, I didn't know him at all. Uh, who was that guy? The 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 I husband don't. guy. Well, that's that's Maxime, but Maxime, I can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't find him on the IMDb, and I'm not gonna click around. Doesn't yeah. he's not even he's not even top bill. That's the thing, which is yeah. crazy. Kyle Allen is his name. Huh. But yeah, most yeah, of these that's... people I do not know. They would not be getting top billing. Okay, so anyways, you got Tina Fey as. Well, Agatha Christie, uh, yep. coming to coming to try to talk Poirot into going to this seance that uh, Rowena, uh, this lady Rowena, is holding at her place, this gigantic building, uh, where her daughter had committed suicide from jumping out of her balcony, off of her balcony, several stories up, into the water below. Um, and so they're holding a seance there because it's not only that, but also this building was during the times of the plague was an orphanage. And, uh, when the plague was rolling through, they locked all the children in there. And so there's this air of this aura of these children are hate everybody who's a nurse, who is a caregiver, blah, blah. And so it's cursed. And so... They think that these children, she thinks that these children drove her daughter to commit suicide. Uh, And so they're holding a seance. And basically this woman, Joyce and Rowena, invited uh, Ariandre to the seance. And she is in turn inviting Poirot to this. Now, he's a skeptical in everything that isn't, you know, black and white tangibles all of that stuff as would make sense. Somebody of that. As do I, I relate to Poirot very hardcore on that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Uh, so he ends up going along rather begrudgingly. And Kyle, you want to take over a little bit from here? Give you a shot uh, at this. Yeah. So Poirot goes to the seance on, all Hallows Eve, uh, he's trying to cut loose a little bit because Poirot is retired. Uh, he is not solving cases, and he will not be talked into solving a case. Uh, that is until Sean, Poirot wanting to cut loose and have a little fun, decides to finally bob for an apple. <gasps> he gets mistaken for the lady performing the seance. He gets attacked from behind, almost drowned, struck in the back. Now... Well, Poirot might have been retired, but who the hell isn't going to try to solve his own murder? Oh, by the way, uh, because they realized that it wasn't the seance lady. Yeah, she got got like two minutes later. And honestly, a pretty badass, brutal death. She gets knocked off uh, or pushed off a balcony onto a giant statue. statue. Yeah, with its arm raised, similar to the Statue of Liberty. And what's badass is that, like, she hits it and then spins around as she's, like, falling through it. Really brutal stuff. Corkscrews uh, right through it, man. Oof! Oof! <laughs> so that, really, honestly, my only small complaint is the complete, utter waste and underusage of Michelle Yao, because she's in this movie for, like, ten minutes. Yeah, she has the entire... She has the entire seance scene, which I thought was really dope, which was right before this, where Poirot almost immediately figured it out, figured it out, finds the, you know, her assistant finds her assistant's step or half brother, step brother in the chimney, actually working it. Uh, there is some stuff that he couldn't explain, like her talking in Alicia's voice and blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, she's more of a plot device than anything else in this movie with, you know, the assistant and her brother saying, you know, she's a fraud, but they need money. They're siphoning money from her to they want to get to St. Louis. 
Yeah, meet she, me in St. Louis. It's it's really. It is very surprising how little she's mm-hmm. in this movie, but I think with the players that are well at play here, I think I think it worked out for the best that you didn't have another big face. Yeah. Kind of as a distraction. Everybody else was kind of new to me and it kept me very interested. Because it could have been any of them. Which is what I was going to... I mean, you got to sell the movie. But that's one of the things I liked about it, too. Because, unfortunately, even when Tina Fey showed up, I was like, oh, I bet Tina Fey screws pro-o over somehow. I thought... I I, I honestly thought she could have been the killer for a bit. Because I was like, I mean, you got Tina Fey. It's going to put some suspicion on her. Which I think does a disservice. Because I'm like you... All the other unknowns, I was like, well, I don't know who could have done what. Although yeah. I also was untrustworthy of a small child, which, again, smart thing to be. Yes. Especially a smart small child. Those those little bastards. You gotta... I thought <laughs> the entire time, as soon as I saw Tina Fey and I realized what her character was, I immediately knew that she was trying to get, get another book out of him. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now, little did I know it went way deeper than that with his bodyguard and, you know, his ties to this entire story. Yeah. And then and it's apples. like this is one of those movies where nobody in it is innocent. Except for like two people. Really? Yeah. The the two orphans. Because they weren't skimming from her. The, they were he, skimming from her. I, I, they weren't. He was using that to try to like drum them up and make them rat on each other, but they weren't, because that's one of the Mm, things, they they explained it later. They were actually pretty, like, on the ball. They were going to leave, but they were saving up money legitimately, and that's why they were worried. So who is innocent here? We've got the the assistants, the siblings, Leslie, the doctor. He was pretty innocent of anything. Actually, Maxime... Was pretty innocent. Yeah, I was going to say the 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 lady, her her assistant, or Olga? yeah, she was innocent. Well, she, I mean, she technically killed. Alicia. Technically, but she didn't know, and that's what she even said. It. She's like, I didn't know. I didn't know. Yeah. She thought she was doing the right thing. She saw. She did what she saw the mom do. Which, who would have thought the mom's a piece of shit? So I kind of did. I had a hint. Honestly, yeah. Can I tell you why? What, what clued me to her? Why? And it was solidified when she kicked the, the thing during the tour of the beehive. But I didn't get that for that reason. But it's at first, we when we see her, we see her looking up at the balcony. And then when I knew that's where Michelle Yao got pushed off of, I was like, oh, it was that bitch. Because oh. she went up to, like, collect the little girl that had wandered up there. You remember? And then mm-hmm. Michelle got. Yeah. I was like, "Oh, I, it was it was the it was the mom." And then she kicks the uh, whatever that thing. It's like a garden claw. Okay. She Up has it. Yeah, she kicks that out of the way when they're walking in the rain. I mm-hmm. thought she had used that to bust up that beehive, though, and she hadn't. That's what she used to scratch Hercule. Yes. I, oh, man, I didn't even pick that up. Okay, so there's a couple of different things that happen in this movie. Like, I had a feeling she had something to do with her daughter's death. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I I didn't know who was doing what. Because I'm, like every other movie, as he uncovers stuff, it keeps throwing red herrings at you yes. left and right, you yeah. know? And so basically, he's retired until... You have Joyce die, the, you know, Michelle Yao. Uh, she dies and he's like, well, boy, howdy, I'm, we're back in business. <laughs> and he you goes know? and he locks up all the fucking doors and he's like, you can't lock us in here. <laughs> yeah. And well, watch him do it. And yeah, then from fuck- there you have, you know, Leslie dies and it's, man, there is so much great stuff about this movie. You have... Like I just said, red herrings. You have Maxim, the one Alicia's ex-fiance who left her, broke it off with her, and immediately got engaged to some rich 
American woman and they're going to New York or rich woman. They're going to New York. They're going to start over. He's going to have his own place. He's a chef. Uh, and you're like, wow, this guy, this guy's a douche nozzle. Well, turns out it's not his fault. He had not, to break it completely. off with her because yeah. he wasn't approved of by her mom because her mom's a psychopath. Ugh. She... She's a she's an a smother, as people will say. I have never I, heard that, and I like that. Yep. She she's definitely a smother. Uh lives vicariously through her younger daughter to the point that uh she eventually uh begins to do Munchausen by proxy, I think they call it, where okay. uh she keeps her daughter sick so that her daughter stays reliant on her. because uh, she can't bear the thought of her daughter leaving her. Which is just selfish, cruel, narcissistic. Because her daughter, by all uh, explanations in this movie, was super in love with this dude. And he was super in love with her, too. The Like, the whole reason that it didn't work out is because of the mom. Which, yeah. if you've ever read any uh, of the Reddit stories on, like, bad mother-in-laws and shit, dude, it's... That shit can be, like, hair-pulling. So, she is poisoning her using yeah. honey from the rhododendrons on the roof. Yep. Which is a hallucinogen and a poison. And so she's sle- sneaking that into her tea and her daughter starts, Alicia starts hearing and seeing the children that died. And then as this movie goes on, Poirot starts hearing the children and seeing Alicia and seeing these spirits and it's, you know, obviously it comes out as the movie goes on that it's this honey that they're adding in. And there was, there was a, there was a bit, I haven't seen this since I saw it in theaters, but there was a, a thing that was said, I don't know if it was Maxime or if it was Leslie, the doctor who like, like goes like this and like tastes the honey real quick. And they go, wow, that's not like any wildflower honey I've ever tasted. It's exactly and right. Yeah. Boom. Mm-hmm. That was the immediate click for me where I was like, oh, this is a hallucinogenic. This is kind of the root of all of this stuff. I kind of picked and up that's like, what kills Alicia. Yeah, I thought it was again. I thought it was going to be Tina Fey, red herring, because when he got the tea, I was like, all right, they did something to the tea. Tina Fey did something to the tea. But then it again, it wasn't her. I love that that became the theme. She accidentally poisoned Poirot with the honey, similar to the way that the the okay. the, the maid did uh, yeah. with the daughter. It was all an accident, and it's because uh, she, she's like, "I thought my cupboards were bare." Well, I found the honey in your linen closet. Well, it's like, yeah, because she was trying to hide it because it was poison. But yeah. she couldn't. She couldn't just play it right there. Ah, oh, great stuff. It, Kenneth Branagh, man, I love that he's doing these movies because again, there's this. Cohesiveness is the word I'm looking for. But they all gel. They all gel. And I love that this is so multifaceted that like here we are talking about how Alicia died and, you know, Michelle Yao that was killed. We haven't even talked about the reason why Leslie was why Leslie died or why, why Michelle Yao uh, Joyce died. It has yeah. nothing to do with Alicia. Yes, it has something to do with Alicia, but it has everything to do with the fact that Rowena was being blackmailed and she thought that Joyce being brought in was part of this blackmail. And also then she thought that it was Leslie that was blackmailing her. So she took, she made him kill himself so she wouldn't kill his son. Yeah. And like, then you, then you have Vitale who is a police officer who retired from the police force after investigating this Alicia thing who's then working with Tina Fey. It's this whole crazy unraveling yeah. that all comes down to the doctor's son. The doctor's son put everything together and realized that Rowena poisoned her daughter and then blackmailed her because Leslie wasn't making enough money and he needed to do some hustle to make money. Yep. <laughs> And it's because, like, he is a doctor, yeah, but, like, he only had one patient, which was the girl that he was in love with. 
And yep. that's also because he has like severe PTSD trauma from the war. And like, yes, that's one of the things I like too, is that like Hercule, who also has his like own scars from the war is, uh, he's very compassionate to that guy. He's like, a lot of us brought more back from the war than we took there. He says something to that effect. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, man, he fucking gets it. I, I enjoy how in almost all of these movies, he has everybody pretty much dead to rights. And nine, yeah. times out of, nine times out of ten with all of the people, he's like, just do right. Just make right with your life. You know, what? he. Oh, I see what you said. At the end, after it wraps up and he's like, hey, just be cool. Yeah, yeah, like he's not going to turn in any of these people. He's like, hey, if you want to clear your conscience, take all that money that you that you blackmailed, give it to those two assistants so they can go to America. Like, he's just like, make make things right, mm-hmm. you know? I love, too, uh, he's also just, he's, I love the cocky Hercule when, like, they're talking to the police and he doesn't want to do anything. And then all of a sudden he's like, no, in from the police, the great Hercule Perot, master detective, is on the case. <laughs> yes. And he's just like, no, you know what? Fuck it. I'm in this bitch. You tried to kill me. I'm solving this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he figures out the kill. That's what I was going to say, too. I He does. I love that. You know, from the moment he meets all these people, he already has them completely figured out. He knows everything about them. But because he's also so nice, he doesn't say anything about it until like somebody tries to kill him or pushes him there. And then he's like, you are an asshole because of this. You do this. You are also a prick. Uh, And like he just fucking tears everybody down. And he's like, I would have done this if you guys would have just been cool. That's all Hercule wants. He's like, just be cool, everybody. I want to eat these eggs. Leave me alone. No. Yeah. Now I'm going to air all your dirty laundry. Someday you guys will figure it out. What a G, man. I know. Hercule Perot. The greatest. But yeah, it's all the the little kid's shit's fault. But even then, Hercule's like, you can't blame yourself, man. Like, I see why you sh- why you wanted to do it. It wasn't right. Uh, but totally that chick shouldn't have murdered your dad, bro. <laughs> yeah. Not even murdered his dad. Like, dude, Leslie killed himself, man. In a brutal way, too. He, like, stabbed yeah, himself was... in the back with a knife. Because he, yeah, he had to, to make, make it look it like... Look like... Ah, oh, so dude. so fucking brutal, dude. Terrible way that, to go out. That was crazy, crazy. I like how the movie ended. We referenced earlier that it leaves it open mm-hmm. because he gets back to his uh, his apartment or whatever it is in Venice, which is well, they never left there anyways. But there's again a large line and. Uh, a guy that we saw at the very beginning of the movie trying to get his help. Uh, he lets in and he talks to him. He he hears his case, immediately says what happened. Yeah. And then, and then he's like, all right, well, what can I do for you? We're going to clear your name. Yeah. After I eat these eggs. So your whole family, all of them died and you're next? Your family's not cursed. It's your doctor. Your doctor's killing you. (laughs) (laughs) It's beautiful. Thank you, Hercule. Now, let's eat these eggs. Uh, Yeah, man. I get really... uh, Michelle Yao, I didn't like her underutilization. My only other complaint is that in a movie with so many other stories coming to the surface that kind of give us hints to them, I kind of feel like the cop being the one that pulled the body out of the water, one doesn't serve any purpose and two it i don't it it didn't jive with me it felt weird uh i agree it it didn't it didn't seem to add anything but it was there and was presented like it did add something but i didn't get why him pulling her out made him retire and it just it seemed flimsy at best but other than that man i really fucking like this movie uh i think i oh go ahead for a movie, movie fully, uh, full of fully fleshed out characters, a hundred percent. Like he, his felt like absolutely the weakest. And sure, it did help 
pull some stuff together with like uh, Tina Fey's character, and he has a, a prior knowledge of everything that happened in that house. Yeah, and but we are able to privy kind to of, Yeah, yeah, and he's able to manipulate Poirot because of a lot of that stuff. Still, I think even the siblings have a more put together backstory than he does. I agree, buddy. Hey, look at us. Uh, but that Johnny. is so nitpicky in a movie yeah, of yeah exactly. of like twelve fully fleshed out characters. I mean, it, it's valid, but I feel like for me, I'm just splitting hairs with that. <laughs> but now that you mentioned that, it did. I was like, yeah, you're right. It does stick out. Yeah. Um, Shawnee, I know usually we have uh, some very convoluted sort of scoring systems here and there. We've flirted with uh, a newer one where we, we talk about would we rent this? And I like that one. But for this one, I kind of want to put that on pause. And since we've yeah. watched three of these, I would like to instead ask you, Shawnee, is where would you put this one in the trilogy on your likability factor? Wow, that is a really tough question. Where did we stand prior? I think I think both of us liked Nile better. No, I think we liked yeah. Orient Express best better. Yeah, I think we liked Orient Express better because I feel like Death on yeah. the Nile, you couldn't really put any of the pieces together. There was a lot yeah. of pieces that right. came out of nowhere that tied it all together it was still enjoyable but yeah i think that's the kind of the way we felt on that one okay. so yeah i i feel like this is better than death on the nile mm-hmm. be, for the exact same reasons i there are a lot of things in here that uh, through the course of the movie there was things that hinted along as to what was going on unlike death of the Nile where you really had to have a magnifying glass out and looking for the pieces that went overboard, Uh you know, I was not a huge fan of the supernatural stuff in this movie until it was explained. Yeah. Um, because when it started happening, all I could think was, why is this in this movie? This is not what I'm watching this movie for. Same, same. <laughs> it, and even when it is explained, it is still really annoying to me because I don't want to. I don't Pro know. Pro ain't talking to ghost dog. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we're also seeing it and I get it. We're supposed to see it through his eyes, but we're also seeing everything through everybody's eyes. Um, with that, with all of that being said, I'm gonna put this on par with Murder on the Orient Express. Okay, nice. I, I can't put it above it. I sure. don't really want to put it below it. I guess I could put it a mm-hmm. notch below it, but I want to put it kind of on par with that and put Death on the Nile right below it. Okay. It, I like it doesn't that have a, a crazy good cast. But I do like what it did and the ride that it took me on. And maybe, maybe that's just because I was, I've been so exposed to murder, murder on the Orient Express like throughout my life. And this is completely new to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What about you, dude? I think I literally agree with everything you said, every justification. I was 100% in with you. Like when he's chasing the little ghost girl I'm around, I'm like, what the fuck are we doing here? And Tina Fey shows up. She's like, who are you talking to? But then, of course, later it's, oh, he's hallucinating because he was drugged. Made sense there. Um, But also, literally everything you said, I'm going to just slightly disagree with you. I think this is a firm number two for me. I do think Murder on the Orient is a better movie and more enjoyable. I don't know if it is for the bigger cast, because that's one of the things I did like about this movie is the unknowns kind of keep it unknown. It doesn't lead. Like I said, when Tina Fey showed up, I knew she was going to be kind of integral to the plot because she's Tina fucking Fey and she's like the only other name in this movie. So outside of that, I thought that was cool. You get kind of the opposite with Murder in the Orient Express where like literally everybody in that's kind of so well known. You also don't know who it could be. Um, mm-hmm. So that was... Kind of cool. And I think 
uh, the the other one, Egypt one. I can't think of it. Death even of the we, Nile. Death of the Nile. Thank you. Uh, I, even when we watched it and we reviewed it back then, we kind of felt it feels a little slapdash, a little, little, little quick rush slung together. Um, it was basically like all to build up for this long com- convoluted. Here's what happened. Yeah, exactly. Which it's kind of why you're there, but it's uh, yeah. It doesn't work as well in that one. Not to say that we still enjoy that one, too, but I think that's a solid three. This is a good number two. And right now, baby, Murder on the Orient is number one. Uh, you know what? You know what I really, really like about this is that there there's like four different cases that he solves in this movie. Yeah. I I really I think that what's is what really stands out to me about why it's so unique for me is he legit solves like four different things, things that happens in this movie that you don't even realize is what he's supposed to be solving. <laughs> it's a real bang for your Poirot uh, buck, brah. So yeah, that's, that's a good rating system. I enjoy that. That was good. And if that's, if the fourth one comes out, we'll get to slide that one in somewhere. Hell yeah. I hope it does. Keep it up. Kenneth Branagh, 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 whatever the fuck you say. Branagh. Uh, until then, Zap Sean, Brannigan. It is Zap Brannigan. What uh, what can the listeners do to themselves, buddy? They can go bob their own apples. <laughs> All right, Sean. Would you rather for me, buddy boy? Yeah, I do have a Sucks. I want a refund. <laughs> Would you rather? It's not joking. I want a refund. Well, you can't get one, Shawnee boy. Oh, this sucks. Would you rather? Yep. Try to drive a gondola in Venice, or manage a beehive on a roof. Oh, dude, I want to do the gondola in yeah. Venice, man. Hell oh, yeah, be- dude. I'm, those dudes are ripped, man. That's dude, tough. Floating around on a river, man. Like The, the way the, you're dressed, like the red and uh, white stripes. Give you me do that get hat. that sweet outfit. That's true. Fuck yeah. Chomp on a straw. You get a sweet outfit as a beekeeper, too, but. I ain't gondola messing with one. no bees. <laughs> I ain't messing with no bees. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I love you, buddy.